Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today, we've got a crazy story of an entitled parent willfully exposing an entire family to that disease that's going around. But first, a story from Kali Coley. My mother called me selfish for wanting to be an organ donor and cremated when I die. My mother said this years ago. My brother passed away suddenly from cancer in 2019, 27 hours after being diagnosed. He was 37. It tore our family apart from grief. It's caused us to make our living wills and how we'd like to be buried. I was close to my brother, so he told me what he wanted if he died four years before he did. I planned his funeral and everything. My mother trusted me and was pleased of how I planned it. The day after his funeral, we were talking about how we wanted our bodies to be handled after death. I told her I wanted to donate my organs and whatever is left. I wanted cremated and most of my ashes scattered. If family wanted to keep some, they can. My mother asked how else will she visit my grave. I told her I don't want a grave and again said they can have some of my ashes and plan a funeral if they like. I don't care if I get a funeral or not, personally. Then she told me it's a sin to not have your body intact when going into heaven. When I reminded her I'm a non-believer, she started calling me selfish for putting a burden on her by making her think I'm going to heck for my body not being intact and an atheist. Started calling me selfish for not having a grave for her and family to visit and selfish for not letting family keep all my ashes. When I told her, my body, my choice, my mother started to cry and she said, well, if you die before me, I'll make sure you have a grave. I don't care what you want. How could you be so self-absorbed? I felt bad and apologized. She said, think about someone else for once. You know how selfish it is to want to pollute the environment with human remains? Yeah, I know now I said nothing wrong, but at the time I felt like the jerk for not letting my family visit my grave, so that's why I apologized. Since then, I wrote a living will because I can't trust my mother to handle my wishes. Recently, when the conversation steered to death and burial, I again repeated my wishes. My mother said, no, you're not. I'm going to live the rest of my life thinking my daughter's in heck. I'll plan everything for you. Okay, mom. Does it bother anybody else how much OP's mom is talking in absolutes that OP's mom would have a grave for her to visit to at any point during her life? As in, I'm not the only one that thinks it's so weird that she says, your grave that I'll visit, insinuating the mom is almost downright assuming that their kid is going to pass before she does and she'll have to visit their grave. Does that bother you guys too? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is from Cheese and Witch 96 Entitled mom demands that I give my ice cream to her crying toddler. I, 25-year-old female, had to travel to a city six hours away for college-related work. The trip was pretty tight. I had to leave on Thursday night by train and reach the city on Friday early morning, was engaged in work till the evening, and then a train to get back home on Friday night itself. When I got into the train at about 10pm, I still hadn't had dinner. I was exhausted. I happened to share my cabin in the train with a middle-aged woman and her toddler. There was around 30 minutes left for the train to start, so I went out of the train, quickly got some snacks and ice cream and got back to the cabin. 
I decided to have the ice cream first because I didn't want it to melt. The toddler saw it and started asking for it. I just looked at the mom and she goes, give it to my son and buy yourself a new one. I was taken aback because she wasn't even requesting, she was demanding. I was way too exhausted to take crap from anyone, old or young. I continued to have the ice cream and told the woman, the shop's right there and they have all flavors. The toddler starts crying loudly and I plugged in headphones. The mom started yelling at me and said things like, you're a brat, you're heartless for doing this to a child, you're trying to make me miss the train, and other things I couldn't hear because I put the music in full volume. I did not feel guilty about finishing the ice cream in front of a crying toddler because I was really pissed at the moment. Not gonna lie, I felt bad for the kid sometime later and thought of offering him some chips, but I didn't want to engage in any form of conversation with the mom. The remainder of the journey was in utter silence. I told my boyfriend about this after I came back home, and he thinks it's hilarious, but my mom was not happy about this. She was more shocked than angry because I've always been great with kids, and she couldn't believe that I would do that to a kid, even if the mom was annoying. But I've been reaffirmed by strangers on the internet that I did nothing wrong. Not the jerk. I think it goes without saying that if you buy your own ice cream, you sit down in a train car, you start eating your own ice cream, and a kid wants it, sorry kid, it's my ice cream. Now if it was the kid's mom who went and bought that ice cream, sure, that toddler has something to cry about. Tough luck kid, I'm not the Fred Rogers of the day, get your mom to buy you one. Our next story is from Cholzai. My ex's mother is mad at me for breaking up with her angel boy. So basically I, 15 year old female, and my ex, 15 year old male, broke up a little over a month ago. In the first couple of weeks, my friends were comforting me. For some background, he was manipulative and forced me to do things I didn't want to do. It took me over two months to finally break up with him. Like I said before, the first couple of weeks after the breakup, I was just being comforted. Then after that, his mother was just sending me harassing messages and voicemails. It was just mild at first. I never answered her calls because I was scared of his mother. Her son was one of those boys who always acted different in front of certain people, and I was stupid enough to not see that this was a very red flag. Anyway, his mother obviously thinks he's an angel sent from heaven who can do no wrong, so when I told her about what he did to me, she lost her head. She started spam calling and spam texting me. I, as a teenager, was very afraid, so I shut my phone off and decided to just leave it for a bit and hope things would die down. The next morning, when I checked my phone, I had 100 plus text messages and 35 missed calls. I checked through all of them. The texts were of course typical, how dare you? My child is an angel, he would never do that to anyone, cursing me out and all that stuff. But the voicemails were more vulgar. She said that she was going to find where I lived and hurt me. And in one of the voicemails, I'll never forget what she said. You, young lady, are a very spoiled brat. You're just sad that you can't get my son to send to you. So you're making all of these lies and fibs up so you can gain some sort of dominance? You will never, and I mean never, have any man in your life ever again because of this. I hope you end up lonely and miserable because that's all you will ever be. And then it ended with some rustling and muffled yelling before it beeped. But at that point, I was having a panic attack and couldn't breathe. That was a couple of days ago. Of course, he hasn't and won't tell his mother the truth, so he can keep his angelic image. But lately he's been texting me and saying that I should drop all this because his mother won't stop yelling at him to call me or text me. My friends tell me that I shouldn't because I'm not in the wrong, but I think I am. So am I the jerk? 
I think as preferential as it would be to keep this between you and your ex, it very clearly has gone way beyond that, and I think it's time to kind of open up to some parents if you can about this, because frankly at some point, and after 35 missed calls and 100 plus texts, I think it already reached that point, you and your parents might want to consider some kind of legal action. This mom needs to know that it's not okay to harass anybody, let alone a minor. Honestly, I'm also kind of curious how much this might affect the ex-boyfriend and their mother's relationship too, because for him to see their mom go off like that and keep pushing them to get back with her, that might hurt their relationship too. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Pixel I Don't Know, entitled Mother Bans Me From Having European Friends. I still live with my mom at the moment, and recently I've wanted to make new friends since she only likes me having eastern friends. So one morning we're talking about our friends and all, when I bring up my thoughts on meeting new people from different cultures. She goes absolutely ballistic about how I shouldn't have western friends because they're a bad influence, and will hate me for being Muslim. I tell her that's not the case, but she insists on me not having any friends outside of the eastern way of culture. So now, even today, if I even mention the thought of talking to a western person, she demands I stop or she'll let me off to my father and stepmother. That's for a whole different post so don't worry about it. I talked to her about it and tried to stand up for myself, saying that I could have whatever friends I wanted to. And it wasn't her business and since I can tell the difference between a bad friend and a good one, but as usual she berated me with awful comments. So I just shut up and now here I am at home. Posting this on the one site, I won't be awfully criticized. While there is an awful minority of people out there that would be upset or judgmental against a Muslim, there's millions of actual regular people that would be more than accepting who are awesome people, and you shouldn't be boxed in because of hypotheticals. If you follow that kind of logic, you might as well never take a regular bath again. A whole sitting body of water? People drown. You better only take showers. Our next story is from Broken0809. New parents ask me to leave my own kids to babysit. I just needed a safe place to vent because I don't want to share this with anyone. My friend asked me to leave my own children at home with my husband and come over to babysit her baby while they go on a date. Which sounds fine, but it's two hours of driving. I have babies of my own with major separation anxiety. One is only a few months older than theirs that I've been asked to leave at home and I've never even met their baby. I declined of course, but sheesh. New parents, please find babysitters or if you want your family and friends to watch your kids on date nights, make it easier for your friends and family. Drop them off and realize they have their own obligations also. Stuff comes up, I understand that not everything can be planned in advance, but as parents with kids to babysit, Creating a date night in advance and getting, you know, some kind of accommodation to watch your kids in advance is a lot more reasonable than calling somebody up and saying, hey, can you drive two hours out of the blue to come watch my kid? Honestly, I think your success rate in doing that is going to be pretty darn low. Unless, of course, you're paying. Our next story is from Alananananana. Entitled Mother Thinks Slow Internet Speeds Are Daughter's Fault and Eggs Brought For Everyone Are All Hers. Last Straw. I, 22-year-old female, have lived with my entitled mother, 63-year-old female, being a pain in the butt for the last 13 years since my dad died. Grief really can send a person crazy, and that's what it did to her. Over the years, I've had small glimpses of who my mother used to be and what a mother should be, but only a handful of times. 
The remainder I spent raising myself whilst she was busy with her gambling and alcohol addiction. Due to this, I moved out at 18. Respite came in the last three years, or so I thought, when she finally managed to get off welfare, get herself a job, and make a person of herself. This goes without saying that she's had her issues, and not small ones, over the years since I moved out. But by the end of 2020, she seemed to have stabilized her mental state and her view of the world. In October of 2021, I moved her into my place to help her out as she needed a new place with cheaper rent, and I needed someone to help with rent. Our issues that have been the final straw for me have come in the past week. Last Tuesday, I got a text from my long-term boyfriend, 23-year-old male, who had been in the house since the previous Thursday, to say he had tested positive for COVID. Despite being a very weak test, it was a positive. Doing the appropriate thing, I organized tests for all of us, and since both my mother and uncle, who's also currently staying with us, have respiratory issues, I made the decision that I would go to his house to complete isolation, so I didn't get the two of them sick. Once I told both my entitled mother and uncle what had happened, she blew off, complaining about how he had brought it in. This only happened to get worse when her test came up with a dark red line on the testing line and straight away. You guessed it, positive, it should be helpful to note, boyfriend is a tradie, entitled mother is a security guard in a hospital. I got sick of her complaining, so I figured I might as well isolate at my boyfriend's house. That lasted for all of a couple hours when I started getting texts from Entitled Mother going, I have COVID, what if I need you? You need to come home. The following day, I went back home with boyfriend, and because there was four of us again in the house, I ordered enough groceries for everyone for breakfasts, lunches, dinners, a few snacks, because isolation is no fun without chocolate and any personal requests that were made. $461 total. Entitled Mother gave me $270 in total, which were to help to cover the groceries. Nope. Instead, it got broken down like this. Money towards paying her phone bill, $110. The smoke she wanted, $70. The expensive coffee she buys that I had to get four boxes of because any less won't do, $48. Remaining contribution towards groceries, $42. I should also mention for boyfriend and uncle, boyfriend has covered alternative costs. An extra $200 shop we did for snacks and dinner that night and has also been helping around the house. Uncle covered what he got extra in the groceries but is on a pension who only gets paid fortnightly tonight so I hold no expectation on him. The main two issues started after this grocery shop. One, there's three TVs which were trying to stream so in turn the internet speed was slow. Entitled Mother two nights in a row started screaming, slamming doors, and yelling at me because I made it slow. Boyfriend and I haven't attempted to stream anything now since the second night. Two, Entitled Mother already not speaking to us due to the previous night's slow internet speeds, found out that I'd made dinner for boyfriend, uncle, and myself using eggs Entitled Mother believed were solely bought for her in the grocery shop. Issue number two caused an indent of reactions. Entitled Mother screamed at me saying she'd contributed to the groceries and was entitled, haha, to the eggs that we'd all been eating. Following on from this, she dropped her food in the doorway to her room because she wasn't happy my uncle told her to stop slamming doors. Her best response? Throw the full dinner plate of food at my uncle screaming at him. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. And myself for ruining her dinner. As a result, boyfriend got up, yelling at her in a rather large volume to cut out what she was doing. Entitled mother got up in his face with her finger pointed at him, telling him to screw off and that he had no right to say anything. I tried to break it up by pushing her in her room, that didn't go well for me either, and ended up going to clean my uncle up instead. What Entitled Mother doesn't know is she's being handed a notice with 30 days telling her to vacate the property. There's a clause on it stating that she is never to contact me again and a rather relieved me once she's out of the house. Unfortunately, all last week has brought back up the memories of having plates thrown at me for a variety of reasons and just overall her abuse until I moved out. I'm so glad I finally have something I can do to get back at her for how she chooses to act towards others. I think it goes without saying that nobody can really tolerate living with a person like this unless you got some kind of like weird Stockholm Syndrome type thing where despite getting neglected and abused you still hang around and are happy for some reason. I'd either kick her to the curb or move out or figure out any way to get away from a person like that for sure. This next story is from DBZFan66, Entitled Mom Believes Rules Don't Apply to Her. This story takes place summer of last year. My job is quite time consuming, with a standard shift to mine more often than not, starting at 10am and ending at 9pm. A single shift pretty much consumes my entire day, with me typically working 5 days a week, or sometimes 6 depending on which rotation we happen to be on that week. Needless to say, I enjoy my days off. So I was relieved when June rolled around and I had a week's vacation scheduled for a much needed break. Rather than traveling anywhere for vacation, I simply wanted to spend that time at my apartment's pool with cold beer, easy music on the speaker, and my feet up. And her entitled mother and her kids. There I am one beautiful summer's afternoon, lounging by the pool, catching some rays, and not a care in the world. At one point, I glance over to the other side of the pool and see two kids, probably no older than seven or eight each, with a glass bottle, accompanied by their mom. 
Now the pool has a few generic rules. No running, no food, no smoking, etc. However, these aren't really enforced. The only rule that is 100% absolutely enforced is no glass in the pool area. Reason being, if glass breaks in the pool area, not only is it a hazard for everyone walking around barefoot, but maintenance has to assume that glass got into the pool itself, and they'll have to drain the pool to remove the glass from it. With that being both a timely and costly procedure for the apartment complex to do, they won't refill the pool for the rest of the season. They only want to drain it once, and they won't refill it again. So for the benefit of everyone's safety, as well as not having the pool be drained months before pool season is supposed to end, the leasing office and staff actually encourage tenants to enforce this rule among one another to ensure it's followed. I walk on over to them and say, Hey guys, is that a glass bottle you've got there? The kids nod. I say, okay, I only ask because the staff says they don't want these in the pool area because they could break and they'll close the pool down for the season if that happens. The entitled mom says, my aunt owns all these buildings, gesturing to the apartment complex. You don't have to be the glass bottle police, they're being careful. Now in my head, I'm immediately questioning her claim that her aunt owns these buildings as the apartment complex is owned by a property management company that oversees many different buildings, houses, apartments, and is definitely not just one person, as she dismissively described it as initially. Well, I'm on vacation, and I'm not going to take any more time out of my day to argue about the validity of her statement, nor make a further fuss about the glass. So, I shrugged and went back to my chair on the other side of the pool. I'm not going to spend my much cherished time off trying to argue pool rules with a Karen when that's the staff's job to do so. I did, however, shoot the apartment super, Miguel, a text saying that a big sign on the door to the pool saying, no glass, no exceptions, wasn't an obvious enough indication since there's people who just ignore the rules because their aunt owns the buildings. Now, Miguel's a cool guy. He's hung out at the pool with us several times and has always been good about repairs, accommodations, and anything else the tenants need. He was not happy about this because he's heard the we're being careful or the it's nowhere near the water excuse many times and can't believe that so many people can't follow one simple rule. This has been a reoccurring issue at the pool for some time now. He tells me he has the day off, otherwise he'd come on down and tell them himself they can't have the glass in there but he texts the leasing office manager Hannah about it and says she would take it from there. At this point, the three had already left, so I thought it was all in the rearview mirror. Boy, was I wrong. About five minutes or so later, I notice Entitled Mother coming back to the pool with a bit of a stride in her step, heading to me specifically. Here we go, I think to myself, seeing where this was heading from, a mile away. Entitled Mother says, hey. I say yes. She says, my aunt just called telling me not to do that. Was that really necessary? You're so freaking stupid. Me, kindly correcting her. Handsome. She says, no, you're fat and you're ugly. I bet you got teased about it in high school. I say, actually, I was more or less busy in high school learning how to do basic things, like reading or writing. And now I can read things like that sign on the entrance that says, no glass, no exceptions. Do you know how to read it all, miss? Entitled Mother turns beet red and storms off, muttering something under her breath that I can't quite make out, but I just head on back to my corner, thinking about getting back to enjoying my vacation. Only now I see Hannah coming out of the leasing office and heading my way. 
I meet her at the pool entrance. She tells me that Miguel texted her about the glass at the pool and that she immediately knew who they were. Turns out Entitled Mother's aunt didn't own the buildings as Entitled Mother said she had, but rather just ran the front desk, answering the phone for the holding company that actually owned the complex. Entitled Mother's aunt called Hannah and asked her to let Entitled Mother and her kids in the pool for the day. Once Hannah got a text from Miguel about the glass, Hannah called the aunt and relayed the message, which in turn resulted in Entitled Mother getting a call from her aunt asking her to get rid of the bottle. I apologized for creating such a crap storm for Hannah because I didn't think it would get that out of hand, but Hannah assured me that I was completely in the right and thanked me for being vigilant about safety hazards. I'm delighted to say that this story has a happy ending. The air conditioning in my apartment wasn't bad, but it was old and not kicking off as much cold air as it could have. I was in the process of looking at new AC wall units I could purchase and replace my current unit with. I mentioned this to Hannah and asked if management would be willing to send maintenance to my apartment to help install it once I got it. After this fiasco, Hannah arranged to have a new AC installed the next day on management. Get a new air conditioning unit for telling an entitled Karen that she has to follow the rules just like everyone else? Sounds good to me. I guess it really pays off sometimes to be vigilant about the rules. I'm not sure I really believe in karma, but this sure seemed like a really good act of it. This next story is from Katie the Katie. Entitled Mother thinks we're her child's personal transportation assistance slash kidnapping accomplices. So I'm back with another summer camp story. As I've mentioned in some of my previous posts, we've had several campers who would walk to camp as it was located in a fairly residential area. Albeit on a main and somewhat busy road, the camp was also fairly inexpensive, and some families in the area would sign their kids up for more summer socialization than actual childcare needs. We were experiencing a pretty rough few days temperature-wise. When it got too hot, we had to restrict activities to quiet games that could be done in our very limited shade and sheltered area. Our attendance would go down dramatically on those days, and we'd have a lot of parents pick their kids up early. Enter Entitled Mother. She says, I saw on the news today that it's going to get up to a hundred. That's so hot for these kids to be outside all day. I say yeah, but we do our best to make sure everyone stays hydrated, and if it gets too hot, we hang out and play quiet games in the shade. She says, well, that doesn't sound very fun for them. I think my kid would rather be home in the AC if you're just going to play quiet games all day. I say, well, we do play some more energetic games and play on the playground until it gets too hot. Usually we end up calming down around lunch. Knowing this parent was a stay-at-home mom, I say, some parents choose to get their kids early when it gets this hot. She says, so they don't have to stay all day? I say, of course not. It's summer camp, not school. She says, that's great, so you can just walk Johnny home after lunch, and then he can hang out in the AC. He can bring a friend if he wants. Me trying to decide in what order I'm going to address all of these things that will not be happening. I say, sorry for any confusion, ma'am, but unfortunately counselors can't leave in the middle of the day to walk campers home. Also, I can't let you bring another camper with you unless I've got a note from their parent. She says, why not? It's just around the corner. Why can't you bring him? I say, ma'am, we have to keep certain ratios, and I can't be responsible for your son off-camp property. That's just the policy. She says, fine. Then I'm just going to tell him that when he gets bored, that he and his friend can leave and walk home together. I say again, ma'am, he cannot bring a friend with him without permission from the camper's parent. 
Also, if he's leaving early, you need to come and get him. We don't just let the kids wander the neighborhood. If you want us to put them on our list of walkers, we can, but you would still need to get them if it's before camp closes. She says this is ridiculous. I know insert friend's name here's parents, and I'm sure it would be fine. I say, yeah, I'm definitely not just going to let a kid leave camp to go home with yours without their parents' permission. If you want to get Johnny early, that's fine, but you will need to come get him, and only him, yourself. She says, fine, you need to call my cell when you stop playing and he wants to come home. I say, absolutely not, keep an eye on the temperature. We bring them to chill out when it gets to be about 95. Have a great day. Imagine if this camper allowed not only Johnny to walk home but took a friend with them, and that friend's parents came to pick their kids up and they're like, oh, uh, well actually we let your kid go home with Johnny by foot. Imagine how that parent would react. Yeah, not good for the summer camp let alone how much liability they're on for just willingly allowing a kid to walk away from the camp. And our final story of the day is from Winter Public 2776, entitled Mother Exposes Entire Family to COVID. I, minor, male, just want to start this by saying, I love my mom. Even when she's being entitled and kind of crazy, it's just the way she is and she refuses to change for others. Me and my dad have learned to accept it and change ourselves instead. However, one of the downsides of her entitlement is her controlling nature. She has to be the boss and what she says goes. A few weeks ago, my parents and I decided to visit my grandma and grandpa. My dad decided we should go so we could spend more time with his parents. My mom said she wasn't feeling perfectly fine at the time. She got a positive COVID test a day after we got to my grandparents' house. Me and my dad couldn't go out of the guest house because other family was staying in the only empty rooms in the main. This led to my mom having to quarantine. After a few hours, she broke it and sat in the living room with me and my dad, not wearing a mask. We asked her to go back to the bedroom or wear a mask, but she refused both. So, my dad left and I put on a mask and continued what I was doing. She wasn't going to go by quarantine protocols, so we did. I'm pretty sure my dad informed his parents, but I don't know for sure. A few days later, my dad and I moved into the main house. My mom ended up getting lonely and decided to go to the main house, where my just out of surgery grandfather and immune deficient grandmother were. Without wearing a mask, she sat inside with the both of them and chatted for hours. My dad and I never knew. My mom claims they were more than six feet away, but I don't believe her. Suddenly, there were three more positive cases in our house. My dad, my grandma, and my grandfather. I was pissed. I ended up having to quarantine while everyone else, besides my now very sick grandfather, ate together. The worst part? My mom kept coming into my quarantine space and coughing everywhere. It's a miracle I never ended up getting it. I'm calling her entitled in this situation because she never, not even once, considered the safety of my grandparents. My grandfather has been in and out of surgery and hospitals for over a year now and basically has no immunity. My grandmother is his main caregiver and could barely do anything. My dad had to take care of both of them while I was locked away in my room and my mom wasn't doing anything. I wish I could have done anything to help. Small update, just got a text from my grandma. She and my grandpa finally tested negative. 
but grandpa is still feeling some symptoms. Honestly, even if you don't believe that the virus is that bad or you don't really believe in masks or quarantining or whatever, knowing that you do have it and knowing that you tested positive for it and willingly walking into a place with immunocompromised people, you're basically saying that you don't care if they catch it from you and you basically don't care that they might have a good possibility of having a major complication. I just don't get how somebody could be that selfish and uncaring. It's crazy how selfish this was. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.